Hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> um, so this is Lucia at Transform by His Words. I'm trying a few new things. Please let me know what you think. Um, I'm still playing with the music stuff. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Uh, just have to figure out how to do it all. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome. We are going to talk about marriage today. Uh, that is a really really fun conversation. I'm not going to bombard you with 10,000 scriptures this time around. Um, again, because I'm trying something new. Uh, it's all going to be biblically based. Don't worry, I'm not changing that part. Um, but I want to play around with some stuff, see what you guys like, what you don't like. Let me know. As always, um, your host, Lucia, if you have any questions, any input, L G O S S at transform by his word dot org is my email address. Happy to listen to your opinions. Um, you know, whatever you think I could do better. So I'm gonna start with marriage. What is marriage? Uh that seems to be like uh word that's getting lost in society it's that thing that nobody really likes to talk about or you know it's not a big deal for the dudes and super big deal for the gals so let's define what marriage is okay as always we're gonna try to keep scripture at the middle of all this but i'm not gonna bombard you with too much um Let's start with Matthew 19, 4 through 6. All right. Scripture defining marriage says, Have you not heard, he replied, this is Jesus, that in the beginning the creator made them male and female and said, For this reason, man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they're no longer two. But one flesh. So let's kind of unpack this a little bit. Um, this verse here is defining marriage as male and female, right? One man, one woman. It is very specific here. There's no gray area. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, if you love Jesus and are following him, this is what the Bible says. So don't fight me, fight God. <laughs> um, the other thing that it talks about on this verse is that when you get married, um, we call it and leave and cleave. Okay. That's the technical term, leave and cleave, which means you leave your mother and father and you unite with your wife. And this is more than just uh a physical thing this is a physical spiritual um thing this is this is more than just you know moving out of your parents house um so when you get married you um have created a new family and i'm going to talk about that next week when i talk about family but basically you are not um under your parents 
household anymore, if you will. So the reason I'm pull, pointing this out is because we're getting close to the holidays and especially newlyweds, and this goes for parents and for the newlyweds themselves, um, it's a little tough, right? So mamas want their kids to still have Thanksgiving and Christmas and all these things with them. Um, and the kids are like, well, I don't know what that looks like because my in-laws also want the same thing. Uh, let me give you some peace. According to this verse, uh, person, you are free to do whatever you want, okay? Um, you are a new family. You guys can make decisions that are going to be best for you and your family. You and your spouse make the decisions of where to go and um, who to spend the holidays with. Family of the newlyweds, please, please, please respect the fact that they are newlyweds. They're a new family. They're trying to figure things out. Um, and if they want to come over and have Thanksgiving and Christmas with you, thank you, Lord, and enjoy it and love it. Um, but if they don't, don't try to make them feel bad. Like, it's, it's okay. They need to figure out what the holiday season is going to look like in their family for their marriage. So that was the first verse. Um, the second verse um, I have for you, it's going to be about should you or should you not get married? Now I'm talking not to the newlyweds or the families, but I'm talking about to the people that are dating, right? If you're dating uh, in a serious relationship or just started a relationship or, you know, you don't know, you know, like marriage sounds like that horrible thing that most people want to get out of and <laughs> you have this crazy misconceptions. Um, let me give you a couple of scriptures about whether or not it's biblical to get married. Um, you know, in a society where it says, go live together and figure out if you even like this person and stuff. Um, the Bible has something to say about all that. So Proverbs 18.22, Proverbs 18.22 says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Gals, ladies, listen up. I know that our society says it's not a big deal to get married or not to get married. Um, but I know that if you have a desire to get married, this is a big deal for you. But make sure that you are that wife that your future husband is going to say, yeah, this is a good wife. This is, this is a good thing from the Lord. This is a blessing. Um, a lot of times what happens is we get so cut up in, I want to get married and I want to do this and my husband needs to do that, that we forget that we need to be working on our Christianity, right? We need to be working on a relationship with Christ to be able to be that great wife. Um, you need to be close to Christ. Um, so 
single lady out there that hasn't found the one or is dating, um, work on your relationship with Christ first. And that way, whenever you do marry, you will be a blessing to your husband. Um, on the other hand, husband or a dude that is not married and um, is not sure if he wants to get married, um, be a good, good courage because getting having a wife is a good thing. God will bless you um, with that. So also, you need to be focused on growing on your relationship with Christ and learning how to lead and all those things that you need to do as a husband. Um, but yeah, work on yourselves first, your relationship with Christ first. And then when he blesses you with a spouse, it's going to be a really good thing. Um, our next verse talking about the same topic. Um, it's going to be Hebrews 13, 4. Hebrews 13, 4 says, Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexuality, sexual immorality. Um, so this one here. This was a hard one in, in our current society. This is a hard one. So let's dissect it a little bit. Um, the first part, going back to what I was talking about, the holidays and stuff, uh, the marriage needs to be honored by all. Uh, both sides of the family need to honor the fact that the newlyweds are a new family. They're married, so they, they adhere to each other. Um, so that's the first one. As a married couple, you need to honor your spouse. Uh, your marriage vows are not vows that you could just take and, you know, oh, I'm tired of this. I'm done. Um, they are, I mean, you say it till death do us apart, right? So it's a death sentence, guys. <laughs> um, I always joke with my husband. I'm like, uh, you're here till you die. Um, and it's true. Like that is the goal of marriage is to unite your life with another person to do life together until God calls you home. Um, the second part of this is uh, talking about the marriage bed being kept pure. I can go and do like hours upon hours on this part of and your husband you guys need to sit down and look at what the bible says and pray and figure out what that means to you as a couple, as a family. Um, but it needs to be kept pure, okay? The next part is God will judge the adulterer 
and all the sexually immoral. Um, this is talking about very serious things. Okay. So when I say you go read the Bible and figure out what the Bible is telling you, um, let me, let me give you a couple of things. Okay. The Bible will never, ever, ever contradict itself. Okay. So if the Bible says, um, it's one man, one woman, and that's what the marriage, uh, combination or the marriage, um, compilation is, is one man, one woman, God will never tell you it's okay to bring a third person in. God will never tell you it's okay to have, um, and when I say third person, I'm not talking just about another physical person coming into your marriage bed. I'm talking about uh, pornography. I'm talking about um, all those things that will bring a third party, if you will, um, into your marriage bed. I know this is a little more R-rated than normal. <laughs> uh, I could get a lot more descriptive, but I won't. I get I, you get it. You know what I'm talking about. Um, you just have to be very, very careful because sometimes flesh and our desires will try to trump what God has for us or what God has put down for us to follow and make excuses and we'll make it okay in our heads and list things. Don't be deceived. Um, sexually immoral activities are not from God. They will not, they will not be condemned, accepted, accepted by God under any circumstances. Okay. Um, now <laughs> don't misunderstand if you and your wife want to dress up and play around, go for it. You do, you do that. Um, but sexual immorality will never be something that God will accept in the marriage bed. Um, because you're supposed to keep your bed pure. Okay. Uh, the next scripture, um, let me just say this. Marriage is hard work. It's really, really hard work. There's nothing easy about having two humans that have different backgrounds. Uh, in some cases, like my husband and I, different nationalities, different ethnicities come together uh, and share one life, okay? There's nothing easy about that. Um, marriage is hard. <laughs> so, but there scriptures that help us and there's grace and there's Jesus, right? The, the next scripture I want to share is Ecclesiastes. I know you probably don't go to that book very often. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Ecclesiastes, I, I'm going to stop saying it. Uh, 
chapter 4, verse 12. And it says, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. Threefold cord is not quickly broken. Okay, so let me explain to you what the heck there's, this verse has to do with anything that we've just been talking about, right? So if you are by yourself, right? No God, no husband, no wife, just you. And you get attacked by, let's say, um, sent a demon called, I don't know, uh, Boogerhead. Okay. <laughs> so you get attacked by Boogerhead and you have no Christ and no spells. Um, you're going to duke it out, but chances are you're not going to make it. Um, you, you probably won't make it. Now, you have Christ with you. Um, that's two of you. That That's a strong, of course, Christ alone can do it, but he uses you to do this thing. So Boogerhead comes, you and Christ duke it out. But then you add a third strength, a third cord, which would be your spouse. There is nothing that can prevail that so in this analogy if you think of um, a string and you have one string and you can just basically rip it apart if you intertwine it with a second one it's going to be a lot harder to rip it apart but if you make a braid with these three strands it's going to be very hard to pull it up that is the whole idea of this so in marriage we have husband wife and jesus um and i think the main part the main focus having jesus be the center strength okay that one thing that you and your spouse have in common that will bring you together okay um so when you have Jesus coming and binding you together, right? If you are hard after Christ and your spouse is going hard after Christ, what's going to happen is God will honor that and he will tie you together. Um, will that make the hard work part go away? Absolutely not. It's still going to be hard work. But now you have hard work with a helper, right? Now your spouse and Christ are helping in this uh, dynamic. So things are good. Problems are not going to get easier. Solutions are going to be easier. Okay. Um, not that the solution is going to be easier, but because you have two people holding you up, building you up, then it's going to be easier. I hope all that makes sense to you guys. Um, so our goal in a marriage is for Jesus to be the center of us. If I am really looking to serve Christ and my husband is really looking to serve Christ, he's going to put us together and he's going to build a team that 
um, is going to be able to withstand whatever comes to us. Um, again, not that it's going to make it easier, but we'll be able to withstand it. That's the difference. Um, the last point I want to make is that love is a choice. I know this is sound a little funky, right? So love is an emotion and we've talked about emotions uh, quite a bit in this uh, string of podcasts, how we need to get a hold of our emotions and we don't need to be um, uh, governed, governed by our emotions. Love is just another emotion. Same thing. Um, you have to choose it. You have to choose it. I hear people say things like, I'm just not in love with you anymore. What does that even mean? Um, I wake up and choose to love my husband every day. Every day. And I know he wakes up and chooses to love me every day. Even when I'm not lovable, right? Because it's very little to do with whether I am or if I'm being grumpy. It has everything to do with the decision that we have made. Um, my husband and I have been married for over 20 years now. And I'm not going to say it's been easy. Uh, I'm going to give you um, a little bit of a book, uh, not a little bit of a book, um, a little bit of uh, uh, my top three, if you will, uh, things that I feel like every marriage should have and know and understand uh, to have a successful marriage. First one, follow, follow God. Just Go hard after Christ and he will bless you and your marriage beyond your imagination. Um, that would be my number one. Uh, number two would be um, be intimate. Okay. Talk about really intimate things, not just, you know, the everyday life, how was work? It was fine. Talk about deep things like, what are your dreams? What are your passions? What are your desires? Um, what do you want to do different? Five-year plan, 10-year plan. Um, we we do that with my husband all the time. And our plan changes all the time, and that's fine. But we always have a three, five, and 10-year plan of what we want our life and our marriage to look like. Um, so make a plan be intimate with each other tell each other things that you wouldn't tell anybody else because you are in this for the rest of your life this person that god has put in your life is for you to lean on and um love on and cry with and you know just just really um allow yourself to be vulnerable 
Hornable? Huh. Sorry, my English is not working very well this morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, just open yourself and tear down any walls that you may have. Um, because the closer you are to your spouse, the stronger it is. Um, and then the third one is uh, in your life, God first and your spouse second. Okay. Um, that's it. I don't care if you have kids, grandkids. Uh, so God first, like God up here, right? And then your spouse. And then everything else, not your job first, not your kids first, not your thick mom. And I know that sounds a little harsh, um, but you have a covenant with this person, a covenant that's been blessed by God. Uh, God has put this person in your life for a reason. Even if your marriage is not great, God has put that person there for a reason. You need to work on that relationship. Uh, outside of your relationship with God, this is the most important relationship in your life. Um, and well, as usual, I want to give you a book if you want to make your marriage stronger or if you have um, things that you're like, we have a good marriage, but it could be better. Uh, I just read this book and you don't see it because it's so bright in here. Uh, it's a beautiful book, by the way. Can you see it? There you go. Um, so I read this book after 20 something years of marriage and I was like, it's just another marriage book. And it was really, really hard to read. <laughs> there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, I don't do that. Oh, oh, that. Ooh, I don't. Ooh, I don't. I don't know about that. Um, so I had to like really dig deep into who I am and uh, who I am in Christ and who I am as a spouse after reading this book and just change some things. Um, is my marriage perfect? Absolutely not. Will it ever be perfect? Absolutely not. But we love each other and we respect each other. And I think we have a really, really cool marriage. Um, so that is going to be mostly it. Uh, if you are having marriage problems, uh, ladies, tell me, let's talk about Al Goss at transformedbyhisword.org. Um, if you're thinking about getting married and you don't know what your spouse needs, wants, has to have, I don't know, uh, email me. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Um, my email, my website is transformedbyhisword.org. I still have some hours that are free. So if you are listening to this and you need some counseling, some biblical counseling, some hard truths, um, just go to my website, transformedbyhisword.org, and I will be more than happy to sit down with you. Um, you can set an appointment from the website or you can send me an email, whichever way. Um, and uh, we can sit down and talk about 
songs. So uh, did you like the music? Too much, too little? Uh, should I just give it? What do you think? Let me know. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit more of that music and I hope you like it. I am um, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I am on YouTube and all the podcast places. If you don't follow me, follow me. Um, if you haven't subscribed and you listen to it anyways, just subscribe. It's just a button. It's not going to do anything, but it helps me <clears throat> knowing where I stand with you guys. Uh, you know, so what do you think? Uh, <laughs> let me know as usual, subscribe, uh, follow, do all the things, comment. Uh, let me know what you're thinking about this music. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Am I being too cheesy? What do you need from me? Um, next week, we're going to be talking about... What does that look like? What is the finest family? I'll see you then. Bye.